I have uh, the Lord's Energy Drink, a White Monster. It's a. Uh, it's actually a, a, a little known fact. This is actually um, what was served as uh, the beverage of choice at the Last Supper. Is a White Monster. Yeah, yeah. Very. It's it's really not a well known, but if you look at the original scripts in there original writing it's it's pretty clear it was a zero calorie um carbonated white canned energy drink and this is the only one that i can think of yeah yeah there's 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 a discount code somewhere in there (laughs) yeah 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 and then if you put it under you know, a, a black light in a room that's about 100 degrees Fahrenheit, the humidity has to be about 25 to 26%, uh, you'll see you know, the embossing on the can that you can feel when you hold it. You can actually feel it on the painting as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go, go break into whatever museum that that painting is in. Um, like kind of, uh, you know, what's, what's, it, what's that, those, those movies... It's like it's a national treasure. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, go go be him, but for me. Do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you 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 never stop disappointing me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you got some some questions. Some people were interested in you know digestive health and in GI health. Um, I think that would probably something to talk about. I know I've dealt with some people that have had some GI issues in the past, and I've had my own as I have beefed up my food intake. Um, so. Yeah, so so if you're wondering, like per- perhaps like a mechanistic thing there, um, as we age, humans actually lose the enzyme that breaks down lactose uh, in our GI, and potentially what happened is you might have had trace amounts of the bacteria that produced that enzyme, and adding in the kombucha might have been the probiotic fuel that those bacteria fed off of to produce that the enzyme because 
from from what you're describing, usually if you're if you're talking about Candida or H. pylori or or SIBO or anything like that, um, there there's a pretty extensive kill off phase with like antimicrobials or even antibiotics that are required. Um, so I I'm thinking maybe you just had some like enzymatic or rather bacterial repopulation, which is good, which is very good, very good. Yeah. 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 Yep. Agreed. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me you chew your food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I think we all have that bad habit at one point or another. And I know personally and with some of my clients, it seems to be worse when we're dieting just because you're so goddamn hungry. Your food fixation is probably high. You just like want to get the food in that we end up chewing our food less. And, um, you know, di- digestion doesn't just start in the stomach. It starts in your mouth. So you have chemical digestion from the, in your saliva, you have an enzyme called salivary amylase, and that starts breaking down the food that you have in your mouth. But also, digestion is a mechanical process as well. So your teeth and grinding up your food, that's digestion in and of itself. That's why typically it's easier to digest ground meats over non-ground meats is because they're already kind of mechanically processed and broken down a little bit. Um so as rudimentary as it sounds, take time to chew your food. I've had a number of clients where they're like, I'm having bloating and indigestion. What what can I do? And the first thing I recommend is be more patient with your chewing. Uh, and that solves their issues. So I would minimally start with chewing uh, and like preparing your food properly as, as basic as that sounds. And I don't want to say it sounds insulting, but – you know, sometimes when someone is like, well, chew your food, you're like, all right, thanks, dad. Like, yeah, I'm chewing my food, but you just might not be chewing it adequately. And, you know, your food should kind of be almost like a paste by the time you swallow it.
Yeah, blowing out steam. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've had some people, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself, especially like when I'm massing, I'll take a, a few bites of food and I slug it down with some water. Um, if you're finding you're like a bloated mess after doing that, probably avoid that. Some people it's fine. Some people it's not. Uh, a lot of like what Chris and I are probably going to talk about today, it's going to take some trial and error. You know, not everyone needs to... Uh, avoid drinking with their meals. Not everyone needs to do, you know, chewing until your food turns into a paste. This is just basic recommendations. And if you're having some issues with digestion, this is just a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How uh how 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 nitty gritty do you want me to get into some some like physiology stuff here? Do we Okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> um so I Another like free thing, and you know, it's a common it's common thing. I think me and Chris have talked about before is stress management, um, and in the way that you know your nervous system has two broad divisions. You know, you have your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, and if you're a stressed mess, your body is going to be like dumping epinephrine and norepinephrine, and that keeps you in a sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight state. And the parasympathetic one is your rest and digest. You can't be in both at the same time. Um, so if you're always wound up, ball of stress, dumping all these catecholamines and these different hormones that are responsible for stress, it stops your GI from moving. It disperses blood elsewhere. It prioritizes blood going to skeletal muscle, into your heart, into your brain, into your eyes, as opposed to your stomach and your small colon or your small intestine rather and things like that. Um, so stress is really important. You know, if you are just come out of like a really tense meeting or you just, or whatever, had an argument with your wife or you got to a fight with your boyfriend, 
cool off a little bit before you have your meal, uh, because otherwise it's just going to sit in your rock or sit in your stomach like a rock. And another thing with that, uh, I, some of you may have heard like the the term leaky gut syndrome. Um, and what that is, yeah. So there, there, there is some science to support it. It's if you have someone telling you they're going to fix your leaky gut based off a supplement, they're lying to you. Um, leaky gut, largely, what happens is your stomach is made up of a couple layers of tissue, but um, your intestinal lining is responsive to stress, and with that, you can kind of have some permeability where if you have enough stressor, so it could be physical, it could be psychological, it could be a combination of the both. Um, you know, your stress could be psychological. You could be eating shit that your stomach doesn't agree with, but you have some permeability that happens. You know, you, the cells, the gap junctions actually start to separate a little bit. So rather than having this tight woven surface, you kind of have this porous, a little more loosely bound surface. And these nutrients start seeping through the the lining of your stomach. And that's where you start getting some, some issues uh, with, with leaky gut. So you start getting you know, diarrhea or bloating. You actually end up not metabolize your nutrients properly. So you get nutritional deficiencies. Uh, you can even start getting things like skin problems or, or joint pain. So that's something to be mindful of as well. If you're working a really high stress career and you come home and you live with three roommates that you all hate because they're all you know up till 2 a.m. screaming at sports games on the TV, you just want to like read a book and, and stare at the ceiling, that's not a great environment for you. You're going to be jacking up kinds of, all kinds of psychological stress. And if you go compound it with foods that don't agree with you, now you're getting some physiological or physical stress rather, and you're just setting yourself up for a really bad time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... There's only one visual way that you can't diagnose someone with SIBO. And for those of you guys who don't know, when we're, when we're saying SIBO, it stands for um, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And it's just when you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria in your GI. And what happens is those bacteria um, cause like dysfunction in your, in your gut and they can cause the fermentation of other foods uh, and that releases CO2 and methane gas. And that's where you get that bloated, distended look from. But something, you need a GI map to confirm that. So you need to do a stool sample, send it in, get it tested. I actually just had one done. I should be getting my results here in the next like week or so. 
results typically take like three weeks. I think I sent my sample in about three weeks ago, so it should be any day now. Uh, but anyway, uh, with that, if you are someone that first thing in the morning, you haven't had anything in your stomach, if you take a sip of like room temperature water and you get immediate bloating and distension in your lower abdomen, you know, that's where you, your small intestine is, that's usually a telltale sign for me we need to get a GI map done uh, because that's kind of a hallmark sign of, of SIBO. But if you aren't getting that, I'm not saying you don't have any kind of bacterial overgrowth. It's just really unlikely. Uh, it's harder to eyeball. That's not something – it would be like looking at me and trying to be like, well, I can tell by looking at Mike, he has really low sodium in his blood. I can just tell by looking at him. You know, shit like that. Well, I, I was I was going to say that, but you probably could safely make that assumption about about larger men. <laughs> uh, right. Right. Correct. Um, so so be be mindful of those people because that's a big old scam. Because uh, I see the people that who will or jumping at the gun to diagnose you with SIBO, uh, you know, they always have in their, in their uh, Instagram bio that they are a, a gut specialist um, who has coined them a gut specialist. Who knows what their credentials are? Who knows? But they, they seem to want to put you on a slew of supplements, like 18 different supplements, three times a day. And coincidentally, they have to happen to have a kickback, uh, you know, referral code for the only supplement source you can get those supplements from. So be, be mindful of that kind of stuff. Don't get scammed. Um, another thing about stress. So I talked earlier that we have like those endothelial cells in our intestinal lining. Uh, another thing in our stomach, so we have another type of cell called parietal cells. And those are what's responsible for releasing stomach acid into your stomach. So the acidic content of your stomach matters a lot. If you have too low of acid, your food does not get broken down at the rate it should be because there's not enough acid to, to break down the different proteins and carbohydrate structures and fat molecules in your GI. So if you're, again, stressed and bent out of shape, your parietal cells probably are not producing stomach acid in an adequate quantity. And that's going to lead to some issues. So if you don't have enough stomach acid and you eat a big meal or just any meal for that matter, um, what's going to happen is your stomach doesn't break down the food properly. And instead bacteria start to ferment your food in your stomach and you get the byproduct that I talked about earlier you get some CO2 and you get some methane gas getting, um, yeah, you get toots, you get big distension in your stomach. It's really uncomfortable. It's very painful. Um, so that's, that's something to, to be mindful of as well. You know, your stomach acid content matters. Yeah. 
Were you getting, were you getting a heart, heartburn or something? Yeah, it's, it's the esophageal sphincter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually was running into the issue last night, but to me, it's like if I have any food within like 15 minutes of going to bed, doesn't matter what it is. If it's anything other than like a shake, I'm going to have some, some intense heartburn. And last night before bed, you know, I, it's a, a, a terrible mistake. I, I uh, had, you know, chicken cutlets and, and rice and it was, yeah. So if you guys remember last time I, I went on a, I launched a bit of personal attack here on Chris for, for commenting on my food. Um, this, this week at, you know, the, the gray matter house, I made homemade chicken Parmesan, made my own chicken cutlets from scratch, made my own sauce from scratch. It was tremendous. I posted a picture of it on my Instagram and Chris actually said, I can't even talk shit about this one. So I was, uh, that was a crowding achievement. I think I'm going to take a screenshot of that DM and I'm going to print it out and frame it, and put it next to my PhD. Once I get it. <laughs> it, it was yummy. It was very yummy. Yeah. My, uh, I sent it to a, a group chat that I'm in with my buddy Michael, my buddy Giovanni, and they they both asked if they could start dating me after I sent that, which is very sweet. <laughs> I have a, a, a long line of men that uh, are just into me for my cooking. Understandably. Uh huh. Yeah, pasta truly is not my favorite carbohydrate source when I'm massing. It uh, it tends to sit in my stomach a little bit. It doesn't turn over so fast. We're like, I can eat 300 grams of rice, and an hour later, I, I'm fine. So right now, I am only eating rice and having fruit for my carbohydrates. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think uh I I saw that from uh Kuba. He's this bodybuilder in the UK. He's, he's I've never seen someone consistently eat the amount of food that that man eats. And uh I remember, yeah, it's 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 impressive. Um, I remember seeing him talk about eating uh, gnocchi, and like one package of it is like 130 carbs, and it's just a bowl. It's just a bowl of pasta. Yeah, say or just like spooning dextrose powder into your mouth. <laughs> That'd be sick. I might, I might, I might need to get there. What if we had to? Oh, nice. 
Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. I was saying, I bet he looked sick. <laughs> yeah. Gangster. Is that, I'll say, is that how am I going to get jacked? Yeah, just like like a a bag of water. By the like, if if you were to get a brown paper bag, get like three of them, and like put one inside the other, and then fill it up with like olive oil, that's probably what I would look like by the end of the show. <laughs> I'd be dripping grease out through my body because I don't know about I don't know about you. The the few times that I or not few times, you know, the times that I've taken insulin when I've accidentally taken too much, I sweat like a pig. It is so bad. I, uh, I start just pouring sweat off of me. So if I did a hundred units, and then went had had to go pose, I I would it would look like someone just sprayed me down in the driveway with a hose. <laughs> I've I've accidentally done that once. Do you want me to give? Do you want me? To, yeah. All right. I'll give you the lore. I'll give you the lore. So this was uh, a number of years ago. It's very silly of me. So it's why I don't recommend anyone using insulin that doesn't come out of a pen. So if you have to shoot it or you have to pull it and shoot it, not a good choice because it's the margin – the 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 ability to make errors is extremely high. You can't fuck up the pen. So uh, I used to take carnitine, injectable carnitine, and a little bit of insulin before I would train. It's very common practice. And uh, I would take one milliliter of – carnitine right before i went to the gym and i think i was at the time taking like either six or ten units of uh novolin r before the gym as well and um, for those who don't know in a hundred uh unit one cc insulin syringe is just one milliliter so i would use that for my carnitine and i would use uh obviously a separate but identical syringe for my insulin and one day i was just like i guess i wasn't thinking straight i thought i pulled my one milliliter of carnitine and it was one milliliter of insulin and i didn't realize it until after i had shot it and so i had shot a hundred units of rapid acting insulin um and i immediately started feasting in my kitchen i started downing a ton of food i still went to the gym which is like a really poor choice um i texted one of my training partners who wasn't there yet i said hey i'm gonna need you to stop at like the gas station on your way here get me like a really big gatorade and a huge bag of pretzels and he said uh okay (laughs) and so he brought them i smashed a family-sized bag of pretzels a huge Gatorade, and then I had to train. I had delts and arms. I had what was probably the most painful pump of my entire life. Uh, and then I went home. I probably had about six or 700 grams of carbs over the course of an hour and a half. I went home and took my fasted blood glucose, and it was 48, which is like points, points away from me losing consciousness. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it's, it doesn't feel good. Well, I'll say, and then I just spent the rest of the day eating. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, trying to not die. <laughs> nice. Two units before I fasted cardio. Good God. How shredded were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, please, please don't fuck around with insulin. That's something that can and will kill you. So uh, please don't. Please don't. Unless you really know what you're doing. And for the love of God, if you are going to use insulin, if you're dead set on it, please get the pens that have a tactile click for every unit it goes up. Because that is really difficult to mess up. Um, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Just be, please, please, just be careful. Um, but back, back to the to the conversation at hand. Now that we've we've done our, as per usual, we do our, our little monologue. Um, we talked a bit about lifestyle stuff as far as like stress and chewing your food and 
even things that agree with you. Um, kind of more into the supplement things, the basics that I suggest for GI health, and it's something I have, I think, literally all my clients taking, two really basic supplements, but go a really long way. Um, it's glutamine and zinc carnosine. I like to start uh, glutamine at 10 grams first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and 75 milligrams of zinc carnosine uh, on an empty stomach at the same time. And what those do is the glutamine supports, you know, proper your GI function by kind of giving your, your cells um, some nutrients to feed off of. And then zinc carnosine does a similar thing. So, you know, taking zinc in general is just a good idea. Um, not enough not enough of us get it in our diet. And if you're someone that takes PEDs, uh, zinc is actually a cofactor in androgen receptor uh, activity. So you probably need some more zinc than other people. But this zinc is going to be a little different. Uh, most of your zinc supplements are like zinc gluconate or zinc picolinate. Um, this is just zinc bound to a, an L-carnosine uh, molecule and carnosine is a nutrient that is good for your GI again in the, in a way that it feeds the intestinal lining of your of your GI and promotes its healthy function. Um, so those two are pretty cheap. You can get a bottle of zinc L carnosine for like twenty bucks. Um, I get it from Revive Supplements. For those of you who don't know, I, I, I work for them. Um, discount code White will get you fifteen percent off. Shameless plug there. Same thing with glutamine. Um, I get the same. I get it from there as well. Glutamine doesn't taste awesome, so what I have people doing, unless they're in a show prep, is I have them put their glutamine in like a a diet ocean spray juice or diet V8 because it's like for a ten ounces in a shaker bottle, you're going to get like twenty calories, and it makes the the glutamine taste a little less bad. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Five grams of magnesium? Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I was about to start screaming. Yeah, I'll say some sometimes I'll add in the, the evening drink as well. Same thing. Very cheap. Yeah, it's very, very cheap. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I had any kind of GI issues until I started actively working on them with my current coach. Uh, and I went from having to drink all of my meals every day to now I eat only solid food aside from one one or two shakes a day if I'm in a time crunch. But I was having uh, five shakes a day, and that's all I could do. And I, my stomach was like, it was okay. It wasn't awesome. And within like a few weeks of, of working with Matt, my, my new coach, I was able to start having solid foods again. And now I'm eating – oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm eating an a insane quantity of food right now. Um, it's probably more than double I've ever eaten in my life. I'm eating – I have seven meals that I'm given every day. And then I was told if I am still hungry to continue eating – which I do almost every day. Um, so it's a lot of food, and my tummy is handling it just fine. It's because I take care of my take care of my tum tum. Yeah. 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 Uh, it tastes tastes terrible. It just tastes better to get it out of the bag anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the kind you guys should get. It's just called kraut. Right? It's just that's all it says. Yeah, get get the garlic flavored one. <laughs> get the garlic flavored one. That one tastes the best. It's a it's a black bag. It'll be in the refrigerated section by like cold cuts and stuff. Um, get it. It's delicious. Uh Yeah. Just sugar. Yeah. Yeah, I have Greek yogurt in almost everyone's meal plan. If they can obviously tolerate the dairy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, chew your food properly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
even with like the gut cocktail thing, I put that in people's plans that don't have stomach issues just because I want to support that system anyway. Because if you think about the, in the landscape of bodybuilding and physique enhancement, things of that nature, we're not always nice to our stomach with what we put into it. Your body does not, or your stomach doesn't want to handle 300 grams of protein every day from animal sources. Um, that's not necessarily an easy task to ask of your stomach. So it's kind of just treating it prophylactically of saying like, hey, let's get these nutrients in here to support a good GI before an issue starts. Because an issue starting can be harder to fix than you know just preventing it is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're running into some GI issues, I would say keep a food log. First thing you should do, keep things really, really basic. Pull back to um, just rice, white rice derivatives, not brown rice. Brown, brown rice, it's, it's fine. It tastes like garbage if you like it. I don't know why. Um, but the the adage that it has like more micronutrients, it's you're not eating rice for the micronutrient profile. It's a very minimal amount, but the difference between white and brown rice is brown rice has like this outer husk on it. Uh, that's what ca- makes it brown. That can cause people some digestive issues. So pull things back. I'd say keep it to fruit, white rice, and then the lean protein sources that your body agrees with and oils for your, for your uh, fat sources. Because nuts and nut butters can cause some people a lot of problems. So I would pull it back to just like extra virgin olive oil on your foods. Um, I I haven't met... Good. Yeah, those those industrialized oils, there's there's some like mixed bag information on them. Um, There's some data that suggests they can cause issues... And there's a lot of data as well that suggests that they're fine. Um, personally, I find a lot of people have gotten GI issues using those vegetable oils. I, I myself get really bad GI issues. Um, so I would I just shy away from them. Also, they taste really bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, olive oil is – if you get a good brand olive oil. So um, if you guys – not all olive oils are created the same. So – the heart healthy content of olive oils, there's uh, these molecules in them called polyphenols. And polyphenols are what are good for your heart. They're antioxidant in nature and they scavenge uh, uh, you know, oxidative stress molecules. So they're the healthy parts of olive oil, red wine, dark chocolate, things like that. And you can get olive oils third party tested. Uh, if you don't want to shell out the money, don't worry, your boys got you covered. Um, there's a brand called Cola Vita. They make a really, really tasty extra virgin olive oil, and it's um, the one that has been tested of the highest polyphenol content that you can find in most national grocers. So that's what I recommend you use. Um, no, it's actually it's it's actually pretty inexpensive. Oh yeah, we'll 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 get to that later. 
so I, w- I would pull your food down to that. So uh, lean, lean protein sources, um, extra virgin olive oil, rice and rice derivatives, like rice cake is fine, and fruit. Start there and then slowly add other things in, see what causes an issue. So one week, add an avocado for your fats. Does that cause you a problem? Yes or no? If yes, you know avocados off the table. The next week, add in some potatoes. Is that causing an issue? Yes or no? If no, cool. You get to keep that in. Uh, and then slowly add in one by one these foods, and you'll find out where, where your issues lie. Typically, I see the biggest issues come from um, dairy products, but specifically soft cheeses, so things like American cheese, cheddar cheese, um, not as much with hard cheeses like a Parmesan. And then I see a lot of red meat and fatty red meats specifically because they can be a little tougher to break down than something like a, a lean chicken breast. Um, and then be mindful of your vegetable intake as well. So try low FODMAP vegetables. Um, low FODMAP vegetables are just going to be easier for your body to digest. So things like bell peppers, spinach, mushrooms, uh, you know, things like that. Avoid things like... Uh, broccoli you know broccoli cauliflower that's gonna light most people up cabbage yeah yeah zucchini is a good one yeah it's yummy it's very yummy Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cringe, kind of cringe. Me too. I've done it. Yeah, just just have a scoop of white isolate instead. Hmm. While we're talking about liquids, can we knock it off with the blending chicken? Can we knock it off? Well, just in general, no one that is blending chicken up would be able to articulate to me why that is a better choice than a protein powder. You can't. You can't. One just tastes like dog shit. And you think you look cool posting on Instagram. Ha ha, here's me throwing my chicken breast into a tub of water and blending it. That's not cool, dude. You look like a, a moron. I would much rather have have my chocolate brownie batter flavored whey protein because that is kind of tasty at least. A blended chicken breast. Are you out of your mind? No, absolutely not. 
Well, so I would, you know, the, the bioavailability of whey and actually all dairy proteins is higher than chicken is. So the bioavailability is better anyway. And the, the amino acid, you don't eat chicken for the amino acid profile. So that's a null and void argument. So again, tell me, why are you going to plant chicken over just having a scoop of whey isolate? You can't, you can't, you can't make a good argument for it other than Haha, it gets good engagement on my Instagram. Yeah, you need a diet break. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you're filling up your you know, your car at the gas station, are you going to fill up the tank and then keep spraying gasoline all over the outside of your car just because you need extra gas for later? Uh, it's probably not going to work that well. Really? I usually like to fill up uh, an old plastic water bottle or a used can that I found, and I just like to sip on that. That's that's my that's my road trip beverage of choice. Is I find a, a used water bottle out of the trash can, and then I fill it with with the the highest uh, most expensive gasoline there, preferably diesel, and, and sip on that bad boy while I drive. Like dilute, diluting, or like dilution or delusion. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, "Well, did your dad just slip into like psychosis and like freaking out at the grocery store?" (laughs) Respect. Uh, you're like dad i'm going to drive me to the water tower drive me to the town's water tower i i i gotta get gasoline in there dude there's actually uh, i remember i remember reading a, a news article way back when when like the transformers movies were, were out and like very trendy there's an eight-year-old boy in the philippines who was drinking motor oil and gasoline trying to turn into optimus prom prime rather no he he actually had uh irreversible intestinal damage Yeah, the only thing that transformed was his internal health. Yeah, that's tragic. Where was this kid getting gasoline and motor oil to drink? That's Mike. Where are the parents? Dude, I'm tw- I'm 25. About a year ago, I couldn't. Or I'm actually 26 now. Uh, I I could hardly afford to put gasoline on my truck last year. If this kid can afford to drink it as an eight year old, who pays those bills? 
Yeah. Not now. That's a, it's a, it was a very, I remember reading that, I think it was in like high school. And I remember thinking it was fake. And then I saw several of the news outlets reported the same. I was like, cool. Yeah, I wanted to be Optimus Prime, bro. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, outside of that, everything's going to be so, so individual, right? So we've talked a bit about stress. Uh, we talked a bit about food selection. Like, I can't tell you what foods to eat because what works for me is not going to work for you. What works for Chris is not going to work for me. Um, it's going to be very, very different. And it's going to be a case-by-case person. Like some people you need to have to add digestive enzymes to their diet. Some people need to, we need to directly add acids uh, through a supplement into their diet. I can't tell you that unless I'm working with you and I have a full picture. Um, I know we talked a little bit about fiber earlier. Something to be considered of with fiber, the daily recommendation, it's based on the average aggregate of information. It might not be right for you. So a good starting point is get the RDA of fiber. I think for men, it's 37 grams. For women, it's like 23, somewhere around there. Um, start there and see how you feel. If it's too much or not enough, you can move it around. I know personally, uh, 25-ish grams of fiber is good for me. If I go much over that, I just start having weird gastric issues. So that's something to be mindful as well. Uh, more fiber is not always better. It could very quickly get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, proton pump inhibitors. It's band-aiding the issue. It's not fixing it. Yeah. 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 And outside of that, if you're running into issues, you probably need some assistance from someone else um, for troubleshooting that. So.
Yes. Sure. I got like 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like that, that ground meat thing I was talking about earlier. It's kind of already broken up and broken down a bit. Yeah, for 100%. Ooh. Um, are we talking about just, like, just bodybuilding coaching? Or at all? Um, I, I think it, it's hard to pick just one for me. Um, probably the, I'd say of most recent, I have helped a couple girls, um, get their menstrual cycle back after not having it for a year plus, um, when they discontinued birth control. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and another one, there's a guy that I'm, I'm working with that has his entire life, you know, has this familial history of high blood pressure, like constantly 145 over 90, 150 over 100. Um, and we have been able to bring it down into healthy ranges for the first time in his life, which is pretty cool. So and that's without, you know, lisinoprils and things like that. That's with lifestyle and um, uh, like things like telmosartan and, that that's pretty cool. I think that that health improvement stuff, it's really rewarding. Yeah, that's, that's badass. That's that's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah.
That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Take a nap. Take a nap. Take a nap. Oh, I'll just say play video games. I've been playing... Uh, there's this game on the computer called Marauders. I've been playing that obsessively. I, I think this last weekend I probably paid about 25 hours to 30 hours between Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's a, it's a, Essentially, you are like being space pirates. It's pretty fucking cool. I play with my cousin and my brother. We have our own little ship. We fly around. We're raiding other people. It's a good time. Do something like that. Find something that lets you unplug. Or not unplug, because obviously playing you know, computer games for 19 hours a day is not unplugging. But lets you unplug from reality. Something to distract you. Yeah, good. Looking for a wife. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If it distracts you from being like, wow, I'm hungry and feel like shit. If it distracts you, it's a good it's a it's a good rest day activity. Oh yeah, Legos would be cool. Yeah, Legos would be cool. That would stress me out. I think I think Legos sound cool, and then I would take out all the pieces and place them in front of me and instantly go into like a panic induced state of delirium and start freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you? <laughs> really? Uh, no, that's why even when I was a kid doing Legos, I would always, I would just dump all of it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That's sissy behavior. No, if 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 the Legos if the Legos aren't making me overwhelmed, that's not a big enough set. I can't. Yeah, I I can't do that. Yeah, I'm good. So if anyone wants to get Chris a nice gift for when he starts prep, get him the Lord of the Rings uh, Lego set. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. A quick shout out. A quick shout out here. My my clients, Hannah Ivester and her uh, fiance, Christian, heard the call on the podcast about my love for diet beverages. And when they were on a trip to New York state this last weekend, they found me several low calorie energy drinks that they brought back just for me. That is adorable. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're one of Chris's clients and you're listening to this, step it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I, don't know, I I I stand by my caffeine-free Coke Zeros because I I also am incapable of just having one diet soda. I need to have between eight and fifteen. So I can't. Yeah, please. I'm not a man of moderation. Moderation is for cowards. Um, I and if you you know if you're having like forty milligrams or fifty milligrams of caffeine in every soda, if you have one or two, that's okay. But if you're having twelve at night while you're playing Marauders on your computer until the wee hours of the morning, you're not going to sleep. So I need my caffeine-free, the gold label, Coke Zeros and Diet Cokes, Sprite Zero. The zero caffeine stuff, that's what I want. Fanta's nice. Yeah, I do, I do a lot of Diet Orange Soda, too. By the two liter. Like, I, I don't even get the cup. I just... Take the two liter to the dome. Very nice. Very nice. Make, making yourself like a little, uh, like a little sea breeze, a little boozy kind of mocktail, prep mocktail. Have that with the Yohimbine in the morning. You start buzzing. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh huh. Mm. Very nice. Nice. Uh, no, it's, uh, I, no, I gotta, I gotta run. I gotta run. No, take care of your tummy. Um, this week's uh, purchase that you should make, get a pair of Ugg Tasman slippers. Uh, if you are like me and you're just using Walmart slippers, you will not regret the $150 you spend on these. Yeah. Put it on Klarna, Afterpay. Just kidding. Don't do that. That's a, that, that's a trap. 